well hey uh single game betting is now legal in canada so you know set a limit and play within it hello football fans this is the cbfa podcast with your regular shoulders park field announcers grant pollock and cole fortner I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. And uh, again, um, we've got Michael Quas and Daniel Barker Tremblay joining us here. It's awesome to be here. Right on. So, yeah. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Uh, it's always better than talking with just myself. I'm sure nobody wants that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, week eight, the final final games of the regular season. Uh, we had uh, a couple of blowouts and uh, one more forfeit. Yeah, I had the I had the forfeit game. So, oh, so half the games that you were going to be. Uh, seeing were forfeit yeah two out of the two out of the four games i was supposed to see were forfeits so oh okay because we had a peewee game that was canceled in the morning and then the afternoon rebels wildcats game was forfeited by the rebels right who else was playing i believe that one was and then i had the Peewee, Colts, and Rebels, and then I had the Bantam, Eagles, and Lions. Yeah, we were hoping for a close game on that one, and uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was a blowout. Was a blowout. Yeah, forty-four <laughs> to nothing for the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles definitely show their dominance once again, and uh, just yeah, their preparedness is kind of impeccable for their age. And what also kind of I find crazy too is two of the kids on their team, one of them six five and one of them six three. Holy! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the the booth, uh, what their defensive coordinator was in the other booth for me, and he was uh, we're chatting when my young player for the Lions was hurt. Um, we're chatting, and he made a comment of mentioning that I guess they have yeah. Two uh, two grade eight kids who are six five and six three. Unbelievable! What are they putting in the water nowadays? I know, right? The Okotoks water and the food. There's something out. There's something in those Vince uh, Flintstone vitamins for sure. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it's something. Anyways, it's crazy. Well, Daniel, uh, you you saw the games on Hellard. Why don't you tell us about those? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the first game that I had at nine in the morning at Hellard was the Cowboys versus the Stampeders, nineteen to three, which really to me that was the um, that was a good game. It was a lot of back and forth. It was a great set of pace. The the pace that was set for that game was phenomenal. Like it was hard to tell who at one point was going to uh, to, to you know to win this game. Stampeders made the first shot. And then the Cowboys came back and they, 
you know, of course, score the 19 points uh, by the end of the game. And uh, but during that time, they were, you know, it was mostly just dependent on the beginning of safeties and then or touchbacks. And then all of a sudden it just started you start seeing more more points build up on the board on the Cowboys end of things. Uh, and then, at, of course, at 11 o'clock, we had the Mavericks and the Colts with 35 Mavericks, 24 Colts. And that another that was another good game right then and there. That was a hard one to uh, to call down the middle because at one point the Colts, you know, had the momentum that they had going strong. And then the Mavericks, again, you know, when things looked low, they came back and they, they took the victory on that one. Uh, also at Heller, we had uh, just like what happened with uh, uh, Mikey Boy for Field 8. I had two blowouts, uh, one zero to or scoreless to a pointage game, Hilltoppers zero and Bulldogs to 63. <laughs> and um, and when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. I was counting the touchdowns and I was like, well, why is it still at 35? And I, read, I radioed <laughs> James. I was like, hey uh because he was in the time clock i was like anyone running the, the scoreboard and he's and he goes yeah we don't do you know higher than 35 <laughs> i was like fair enough okay cool and uh i just remember him going yep the score is 63 to nothing and bulldogs the bulldogs because uh, you know hilltoppers my one of my fan favorites is uh aaron oboe and when I started commentating uh for the cbfa that guy was i called him the highlight reel because that guy was gaining yards, getting multiple touchdowns, getting the wins for his team. Uh, and he was the favorite to pass or to do run plays on uh, with Mr. Aaron Obo. And uh, it was a shock to me. It was, uh, you know, I call it a TSN turning point in a sense for the Bulldogs and the things, especially with a 63 to scoreless game. That was crazy. And then following that, I guess lightning does strike twice in the same place at three o'clock. We had the Raiders versus the chiefs 49 for Raiders and scoreless for the chiefs. And I was like, wow, I know my next game that I want to see. It's either going to be, hopefully if depending on the booking is Raiders versus Bulldogs or Raiders versus uh, who was it? The other blowout game versus um, the Eagles. One of those teams, or even Eagles versus Bulldogs, that would be one of those three games would be nuts, uh, but to say the least. So yeah, they're now, and and that's a great way for those three teams that did the blowouts on last Saturday for them to go into the the to the uh, you know to the season to the you know to basically go in there headstrong now because now. The preseason's done. Now we're focused on to the bread and butter, the cream and the mash and the potatoes of it all. Now we're going to see who is really here to show up to the dance, right? So that's what I'm mostly excited for. Yeah, they're definitely uh, well on their way to uh, rolling into the playoffs on the on the right note. Um, the final standings are, are in, and uh, the playoff schedule is posted on the website. Um so the upcoming playoff schedule uh, starts at 9 a.m. this Saturday at Shouldice Park, Hellard Field, with the Bulldogs taking on the Lions. Uh, that's followed by the Wildcats versus the Cowboys. Then at 1 o'clock on Hellard is the Mavericks versus the Raiders. 
and that's followed by uh, the Chiefs versus the Hilltoppers. And then over on field eight at 1 p.m. is the Stampeders versus the Eagles. And that's followed by the Rebels versus the Colts. Wow, that's going to be that's going to be not bad, that's at, not all. bad at all. That's going to be quite an interesting show come Saturday for sure. Like for sure, especially with how the performance was this Saturday that just happened with Raiders and uh, you know with the Colts and stuff. Oh man, it's going to be one heck of a show. So we shall see. Um, yeah, that's going to be good. And then next thing you know, October 30th is going to come right around the corner with the division finals one, two, and three. And then we're in the, you know, the provincial semi and then the provincial final, which is crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> this time went by so fast. I'm curious to see how well the Cowboys hold up though. They've only given up 17 points this season in eight games. That's like unheard of in any level of football. So I'm very curious to see if that defense holds up because they've scored 219 points and given up 17. That's pretty remarkable. So if if the Cowboys can beat the Wildcats on Saturday, then they'll play the winner of the Mavericks-Raiders game. Okay. So that should be a, a rematch. That should set up a rematch. Which would be also a very good one. Cowboys-Raiders, yeah. If my prognostication skills are... Are any good? <laughs> yeah, that, that to me that's just the one stat that kind of sticks out the the most is that few points given up, and then obviously the Eagles three hundred and eighty six points for that's crazy in eight games. Yeah, I think uh, like, I think the Eagles are are uh, are probably going to cruise right through to the final in Division One. Uh, I feel like yeah, I'm with you on that one. And too. then it all depends on whether the Cowboys can uh, can beat the Raiders to take them on should be good and we'll see if you know my uh my picking is any good if so maybe i'll start playing the lotto <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we should go get those scratch tickets for sure well hey uh single game betting is now legal in canada so <laughs> this is that it is set a limit and we just need to we it. just need to get barstool involved i think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> well, uh, if anybody uh, potential sp- <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's crazy, especially with that Cowboys st- uh, statistics there. But for my pick, because it's going to be a tough one there. It could be Cowboys versus the Eagles for sure, because they're both in the number one standings. But what would be for you guys a big upset, like a big? Like 180, like I did not see that coming from a mile away. If you were to see these two teams in the finals, which would they be? I would say right now the Raiders or the Wildcats. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I think the Raiders are a solid team, but like they still have the Eagles ahead of them. And if the Wildcats can just pull off a complete upset right off the hop. And the thing that I liked when I was watching my game over at Heller with the Raiders game, right away I knew that they um, – they they picked they they basically the plays that they came out with were mostly run plays, and when they did their pass plays, they had perfect dots like every single time without fail, and uh, that quarterback for the Raiders man he was on another level that day. Whatever Gatorade he drank, I want some of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and especially for the Wildcats too, 
uh, with them being five wins and three losses. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one to see for sure. Indeed, especially Wildcats versus Raiders. So, well, especially a five and three team, you see that in all sports, right? Like teams just barely over 500. Yep. You know, kind of just shock everybody and go deep. Well, exactly. No one thought the Toronto Raptors were going to win the NBA final in 2019. Could be the same, could be the same similar story here for sure. That'd be quite interesting to see. Uh, and yeah. yeah, for like I said, if it is going to be at the end of the day, possibly Eagles and Cowboys, if that's what happens, happens. But hey, I'm open to whatever the final dance is. I don't care if I'm commentating it or if I'm watching it from the stands. That's not going to be a game worth missing for sure. I just remember too, and I, if, if James can recall my memory here, um, the 108 return touchdown. Was that this Saturday or last Saturday? That just happened. That was this was Saturday. This Saturday. I was like, I'm yeah, because I was like, I'm hoping yeah. that it was, and it was too. That in itself, that made me pop. I jumped out of that little chair in the booth, and I was like, oh my god, like I couldn't believe it. And I thought, oh, he's like, I thought at some point because he ran down the left side of the field there. I thought his foot stepped out of bounds. And I was like, oh, man, like, he, he, where's the call? There was no call. I was looking down the field. There was no flags. And then that's when I said, the 50, the 40, the third, and 108 return touchdown. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was, that was pretty impressive, too, because I was also, we were, we were watching that game when it happened, actually. And we were shocked, actually, that they went for over a 40-yard yeah. game. And the kid had a good leg. He almost got it there, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, there were some points where, like, he was near the center-yard line where I thought, oh, that's it. He, they got him right then and there. Nice juke. Nice, you know, shoulder uh, you know, shoulder deke, everything else. Like, the kid was flying at that point. I, when, especially when he got grabbed by the back of the jersey. I was like, there, yep, that's it right there, right at the 40-yard line. Nope. He was like, I ain't done. <laughs> right to the end zone, right to home country. So, that was uh, – in itself, that that was amazing. That's probably one of the best highlights I've seen in all of uh, CBFA. And I asked James, I said, with you being here for so long, what is is that? That has to be some kind of record. That has to be 108. But I want to know for sure whoever can get back to me about that and see because, man, that is not an easy thing to do from the end zone, from his own end zone to get a touchdown. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Because he did, he he caught that one just outside the end zone. So there's got to have been at least a kid caught in a ball in the back of the end zone there and taking it out. I would have assumed. I would think so too. And and yeah. I I chuckle when Daniel says, as long as I've been around, you know, it's, <laughs> it's been a grand total of seven years so far. Um, there's there's guys, you know, there's there's guys um, have been with the league. Uh, Jim Crushane started the league for God's sakes back in the fifties, and oh, he's wow. still around. So, yeah, I'm I'm still one of the new guys. Come on. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say my dad even played in this league when he was a kid. So. Oh wow! What team did your dad play for in the CBFA? Oh, I don't even know. That was so long ago. I don't actually remember. He was up in, um, he was up in Crescent Heights. So I don't know what the team would have been back then up there. Wow. Hey Daniel, the next time you're in the uh, in in the trailer, yeah, uh, take a look at the hardware that's on the shelf. Yep. There's all, all of the league uh, trophies are there. Take yep. a look at them. Look at some of the names that are on the trophies, the team names that have won those trophies. Uh, some of them will be familiar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them will not be familiar. <laughs> <laughs> they used to, they used to have uh, they used to have teams that were well. I think every team had a sponsor of some sort. So yeah, it was like uh, you know the the Super Value Raiders or something like that. I'm not sure what they all were, but there was they all had they all had sponsors, and that's how they made things work back then. Oh wow, way back then. Yep. Going back to the the playoff picture, I was thinking that uh, another five and three team might be a bit of a dark horse pick. Um, I would say keep your eye on the Bulldogs; they might surprise a few teams here. They might not; they're they're going to be in tough. I mean, they might be able to beat the Lions. That's a five versus four, but uh, uh, they would have be in tough taking on the Eagles in the next round. But they they could be uh, they could be you know really tough. Uh, for Division Two, if it comes to that, the is the Bulldogs are playing the Lions, correct? That's right. Yeah, see that one I think would be an interesting one because um, the Bulldogs have 214 points in offense, whereas the Lions have given up 179. So you got one team who can score, one team's defense who's not super strong, but they can both kind of put up points a little bit if they need to. So I think that one will come down to what defense shows up for sure. Well, I have to even kind of relay off of James's comment on that, that preview, that game he's mentioned as well as you, you look at the, any team sport, the most successful teams are the ones who have a strong defense. Um, I think both have good defenses. It's just, they had to play some tough teams and, you know, defense wins championships. And that kind of goes to like football, hockey, basketball, baseball. Um, you can sit there and try to outscore teams, but that normally doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. You got to eventually stop them. Yeah. And pull out all the stops to, uh, and, you know, without trying to get any flags or, you know, trying to get, um, uh, you know, any penalties called on for unnecessary roughness or illegal, illegal takedowns or whatever the case may be. Right. So, um, but yeah, like I said, some of these, especially for defense outside of things for these top teams that are going into the playoffs this year have been phenomenal heads to like head to like basically phenomenal from front to back, uh, especially when, uh, they utilized and make the openings at the line of scrimmage to get towards the quarterback, make the tackle and, you know, put a stop to any kind of pass play or run play. Like Mikey said, that's what wins championships at the end of the day. And I think for my advice for these teams is that utilize that and pick your moments, you know, don't rush it. Don't get ahead of yourself. Calm heads prevail. And once you be patient and be patient, exactly. Be patient because, you know, I've seen a couple of mistakes happen where I'm like, you know, there's, there's people like for a pass play that could be easily thrown downfield that are wide open don't throw to a man that's too covered. Like don't throw, don't throw to a man that, you know, uh, and don't pick a favorite person as they say, ball hog, right? Mix it up. I'm always going to say that mix it up because if you're, if the team you're facing knows, okay, you're going to pass number 85, we're covering 85 and these plays are going to cover that person. You cut the head off of the snake. There's no more snake, right? So that, that, and that's my best advice, especially if these teams that are going up against the, the top teams of the Eagles and the Cowboys, such as the Bulldogs and the Wildcats, 
uh, just to name a few, that's where they got to pull out all the stops and pull out anything from the, in the famous words of one Canadian old television show out of the tickle trunk (laughs) and see what happens. Right. Yeah. I'd say if I had to add anything else to that, I would just kind of the teams who were, you know, playing those top, top two teams in each division, you know, just, just be poised, stay calm. Don't change your game. Um, You know, play the game that that got you to where you are currently in the standings and the way your season's played out. Cause as soon as you start trying to match with teams, normally that's when you start making a lot of errors. Um, so it's better. You're better to just play your game, beat them in your style, uh, make them have to change. We've got a great weekend of playoff football to look forward to. And like Daniel, I just can't wait. So um, anyways, with that, we'll, we'll wrap it up and, uh, and we look forward to hanging out at Shouldice again. A few more Saturdays to go. We've got a uh, brand new season. Everybody starts zero and zero. And uh, we'll go from here. Oh, yeah, that's what they call the second season, <laughs> as they say in hockey, but now in football, right? Now, right? now the real show begins, right? So I'm excited. This is one that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me, guys, and uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you see you Saturday. See you Saturday. Sounds great. Have a great week. You bet. Ciao.